everyone. Welcome back to Waves of Change. I'm Diana Chu. And I'm Dr. Mankit Lee, and we're both therapists here in San Francisco. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about forgiveness or accountability. Uh, these are it's a very hot topic this week uh, because uh, <laughs> Biden just took presidency and the country's looking to move forward. Uh, and a lot of us are still feeling the hurt that's been we've been experiencing in the past four years. So there's a lot of talk right now about forgiving the other side, forgiving Republicans, forgiving, you know, GOP and, and just moving forward. Um, Diana, what are your thoughts about this? Wait, 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 Lee, I thought when you give me this topic, you were talking about like forgiving your family, holding them accountable. Is it still relating or are we talking about politics? I think is a more, a bigger issue, right? We're not just talking about just politics, but I do think politics is a, is a microcosm of the human experience, like the nature of human dynamics, a macrocosm, I should say. Um, so we're not just talking about forgiving Trump per se, but we're also talking about forgiving those who in our family have transgressed, for example, right? We had a, a mm-hmm. podcast, a podcast several episodes uh previously talking about uh how to handle mega you know family members right we're talking about those folks we're also talking about friends that may have joined QAnon for example right what do we do mm. with that now do we forgive or do we hold them accountable mm-hmm. right. i think one of the things with forgiveness before it comes to forgiveness is like the other, the, the person realizing and having the awareness that they did something wrong um, in order to move to what's, you know, the counterpart able to forgive. Um, but it doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in this era, especially um, potentially people who did harm someone emotional or physically, they might feel like, they did nothing wrong. So how mm. can we start from there? Mm-hmm. Or, or, and again, this happens both in um, the, the political system also happens in the, around the kitchen table where yeah. um, the person who's perpetrating would kind of downplay their involvement or downplayed the severity. Like, oh, it's not that bad something along that line. So it, there are a lot of limitations on, on having effective communication um, and whatnot. But one thing I do want to focus on in this episode is the concept of forgiveness and what that means. And I think by, again, looking at these you know, popular news headlines to forgive or to hold Trump accountable, it kind of demonstrates that as a country, we don't really have a good understanding of what forgiveness really is. Um, so mm-hmm. there's like there's this uh, widely uh, disputed understanding. Forgiveness means to forget, right? To forgive and forget, meaning you just mm-hmm. pretend what happened has not, has not happened, right? And that idea has been largely debunked by even popular media or popular culture, which is good. But the second rendition of that is that forgiveness 
in is simply oh you can just uh, uh, let bygones be bygones, but you don't have to be the best the, the person's best friend, or you don't have to be super, be super close to that person. You just have to uh, not let what they did to you bother you anymore. Right? I think that's a more modern. So it, it, it's kind of like a, a more of a is it like a more of an avoidant kind of way or just like compartmentalize okay that action is not good or like that interaction is not good and i'm gonna par- compartmentalize and just forget about it uh, without really processing it but how do you process forgiveness you know like there is some kind of like reconciliation have to be there uh for it to count as forgiveness right i'm not sure i'm not sure because when we do um, so for a few years, I did a lot of grief work because I was working in the hospice center and mm-hmm. you can't really have reconciliation with someone that passed away, right? Yeah. Like when someone passed away and I'm helping the family cope with the death, I, it's kind of, and there, there are times where, they're, oh, I, I'm so angry at grandmother, grandfather, right? Well, the, the person's no longer with us. So like we can't really, you know, re- reconcile that per se. Right. So one, is it possible to to reconcile like internally though, like like n- maybe not with that person, but like a, a, the ability to, um, you know, have a bigger perspective and understanding of where that person come from. Is, is that possible, or because it, what you're saying is that like, oh, if the person is not in the room, we can't reconcile, but can we? Or can we not? Mm, though I'm not sure. Well, I'll use that word reconcile, right? I think reconcile meaning repairing the relationship. At least that's how I inter- interpret that word, right? I mean, definitely it is. It is important or it is beneficial to say repair the internalized relationship. So, for example, I have a relationship yeah. with my mother, uh, and and let's just say that one of these days she's no longer with us. She's going to die. We're all going to die. Um, and then there, I don't have her to reconcile anymore, but there's an internalized version of her in me. Mm-hmm. And if I have resentment towards my mother, then I'll probably have resentment towards this internalized copy of her, which still going to bring me psychic pain. So in that sense, the very metaphoric sense, yes. Yes, it is. Right? Yeah. But what yeah, if the that. other side, what if the other person is like, I didn't do anything wrong, right? I, I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't do anything wrong. You're just overreacting, right? Forgive me, right? So it, and at those circumstances, you know, what do we do? What, what, are, what are some things that come up for you? All right, for me, it's just like I, like I, I, will, I will do the avoidant piece. Yeah, the avoidant My piece. avoidant piece come up. Just like, okay, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Or, um, you know, I'm going to walk away from the pain, you know, cut mm-hmm. the loss. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's what I'll do. Mm-hmm. How about you? Oh, that's like my ba- that's, that's my baseline. Like, I, I just do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, oh, it's, I, I, I will talk. But as soon as someone really kind of crossed that boundary of being disrespectful and I noticed that mm-hmm. the relationship is no longer benefiting either of us, we'll terminate the relationship. I mean, it's okay. Right. Um, do you want to say there are there's a quote that I have, um, a meme that I saw that says 
empathy without boundary is self-destruction. Right? Mm. And I do remember we talking about reaching out to the other side, you know, reestablishing connection. Um, I, I don't think that is the wisest decision in a lot of circumstances, simply because I don't see it how it is our job to, to reach out, per se. I think is when we reach a place where we feel comfortable and we're safe again, then we can reach out, but not do so in a way that is fear-based, right? Or, 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 or in a way that is self-sacrificial, right? I have to suppress how I feel in order to reach out. I don't think that is, you know, important or healthy in this sense of the nature mm-hmm. of forgiveness. Yeah. Hmm. Like, well, when we talk about boundary, right, like boundary setting, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think everyone's boundary is different when it comes to empathy. Um, and, and it is really healthy to have set a boundary for yourself because um, y- you have to give and take. Empathy is kind of like a little bit of, you know, the perspective of like giving, you know, like you're, you're relating to each other. So there's a, a action of giving um, and, and you cannot like emotionally, you cannot just give and give and give without um, putting emotional uh, feedback into your body. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's a, a, a really good way, um, a warning maybe. Uh, for us to think about, about like how, how far does your empathy go and how do you set the boundary? I think like for therapists ourselves, right? Um, this is a really good question because if we're going to save every single client that comes along our way, it will be really draining. Oh, um, you'll destroy you. Absolutely. You destroy you. Yeah. 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 Cause you cannot help everyone in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so there needs to be a boundary um, as therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, that, that, that is a very, very good point. Uh, I, I do feel empathy is one of the, our most powerful tools in a therapist's mm-hmm. toolkit, right? It's what allow us to, it ups our emotional sensitivity so that we can detect what's going on in another person. We utilize it in assessment, utilize it in treatment, utilize this in like all different aspects of our work. Because it's such an important tool and powerful tool, I advocate for the protection of it, right? Mm. Because- The protection of the tool. The protection of the tool, protection of your empathy, right? And then, like anything else, if you have a sensitive stomach, you want to be mindful of what you're eating. But if you have a sensitive soul or a sensitive mind that you use in your work to, to, to help people, you also want to be careful what you introduce to it and how long let it stay. Mm. Yeah. And I think when you don't have um, boundaries around empathy, you just allow whatever flows in and flows out. I think that can cause a lot of distress. Right. Now, kind of digressing yeah. back to the topic of forgiveness. So, this uh, there's a wonderful, wonderful psychologist named Dr. Ruben Kodam. He wrote an article about forgiveness, um, and he he and he wrote this, and I quote: 
Forgiveness is choosing to accept what happened as it happened, rather than what could or should have happened.、Mm. Yeah. Um. So I like this. It's like a, a present and now, right? Well, yeah, that's that's one element of it, but one another element of it is to it's about acceptance of the experience of the suffering of the joy, whatever it is. Acceptance of the experience. Notice one thing though: in his quote, he never talked about the other.、Mm. Right? It's not like forgiveness is choosing to accept the other person. No, it says forgiveness is choosing to accept. What happened as it happened is towards the experience, the event, but never is towards the other person. Which is why I actually like to think of forgiveness as an internal experience, where we forgive ourselves to the part of ourselves that allowed ourselves to experience the pain that we did. Right, if that、mm-hmm. makes sense.、Um, Yeah, we're going to the more complex, right? Like it's not like you took my toy and then、uh, I said sorry and you forgive me, right? Like I, I think the more complex is、um, uh, not only about forgiving others, but also accepting what happened and accepting the interaction that you yourself、um, is experiencing. I、um, think the forgiving other portion of forgiveness. It's an aftermath. It's a. Se- it's only secondary、mm-hmm. to forgiveness through acceptance of what had happened. Only when I believe that only when we fully accept what had happened and not holding on to the hope that something different could have happened, right? Radical acceptance, if you will. That's when we can start to face the the pain and the scars that the experience have left and he- really truly heal from those and. I think the the second portion, the reaching out, the the、um, forgiving other people portion, comes as this process of internal healing, right?、Mm-hmm. So it's not the idea of、um, go ahead. I was I was thinking about like、uh, when when we pair up empathy and forgiveness together.、Mm-hmm. Um, What is the line? Because you mentioned about the quote too of like empathy with a boundary is、mm-hmm. self destruction. So with forgiveness, do we need a boundary as well? It's it's if I have to paraphrase and change the quote, what forgiveness without boundaries is self destruction. I think anything without boundaries is self destruction. I mean, I mean, like snacking without boundary is certainly self destruction, <laughs> right? But it's kind of like I see boundary. It, it, there's another wonderful discussion, but the summary of it for me, at least, is I see boundary as a house, right? If you have a house、mm. that don't have walls, then what do you have? Nothing, right? You have、yeah. to have the walls to dis. This is a this is a space that's different than、mm-hmm. other spaces, right?、And、I think. Yeah, this is a part of it. Now, going back to your question about so, at what point do we go? Okay,、um, we are going to forgive the other person, right? Or do we hold them、mm-hmm. uh, accountable? And I think, kind of going by the the flow of this discussion and the theories that I have put out, I think the I think the better question is: at what point can we heal enough to? Be able to take the risk 
of accepting these folks back into our life or, or, or the way that we once had, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. And also, at what point are we are going to allow ourselves to grieve some of these relationships that we had lost uh, through the, f- the past four years, maybe with friends, colleagues, you know, family members? Um, what does that look like? Right. And Codem actually listed three steps of how to start the forgiveness process. And it does describe it as a process. And the first one is gaining a more balanced view of the offender and the event, a more balanced view, right? And I think that you mentioned that earlier that you you want to also be mindful that this person is not evil per se, the offender is not mm-hmm. evil, that it's just, a, it's just a part of them. Maybe it's a mistake. Maybe there are circumstances that led them to these decisions. I think, you know- yeah, The I'll awareness be, you know, part of it, right? Awareness part of it, okay. Yeah. Um, excellent. Second part is decreasing negative feeling towards the offender and potentially increasing compassion. Right. And I think that is the healing part of forgiveness. Right. Because we in accepting what had happened, we're also ex- releasing the anger, the resentment, the hatred that does cause a lot of mental and health issues down the line. Right. So by accepting what happened, we can then release those negative feelings and finally is to give up the right to punish the offender or to demand restitution right so the last one it's very challenging is to let go of the desire to hurt them back right mm. or to or to make things like to, to demand restitution make them feel sad or yeah make them make feel them bad. feel bad Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I, th- I do think these are stages and steps. And I do think if someone would come in when I'm in immense pain and be like, hey, you should give up your right to punish and demand restitution. Right. I don't think my response would be <laughs> to yeah, go, go fuck yourself, buddy. Like, right. So it's I think yeah, you need to step yeah. one, step two first. Well, it cannot skip step one, cannot skip step two. Right. So, yeah. And what do you think? What do you think, Diana? I think, you know, like it, it, it comes, you know, like I think this process of step one, step two, step three um, reminds me of um, like I'm, I'm raised Catholic. So I'm thinking about like the religion piece of it. Catholic? Like, <laughs> yeah, when I was a child, I go to church. Um, and and it's talking about repent, right? Like you you did something wrong, and then you go to the church, do confession, you talk about like um, to the priest about like what you did wrong, and then they will tell you to I don't know pray or or do something good, and then they will forgive you, right? Um, so there's this kind of like a ritual and an action um, in order to receive that forgiveness or get that uh, forgiveness from you know the church spirituality right um i I, i'm thinking about the steps that needs to be taken um in metaphorically and also in a in a physical sense of like saying sorry or doing the part um of of communicating with the person that you got hurt um that you hurt right um in, in, in a way, um, spirituality did brought up a good point that there are steps to it, and I'm seeing the resemblance of it right now, um, thinking about uh, my, my experience and my understanding of forgiveness, which is ingrained 
in me um, since I was a kid. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I like that <laughs> like, idea. I like the idea. Wait, what? No, I dig it. I dig it. I'm all about the complexity. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, I do say that um, we we should, as human beings, you know, as a family, as a mm. community, as a country, that unity is important. Um, so to kind of conclude, I, my viewpoint on forgiveness or accountability again not just in you know uh the political environment but just in the daily day environment is that a forgiveness and accountability kind of goes hand in hand you can't have one without Mm -hmm. the other right because if you go straight into for for quote-unquote forgiveness then all you end up with resentment most of the times right can't skip some steps right but if you just have accountability then all you have is just us punishing people so, and that doesn't I, work as well. That doesn't work neither, right? Because it's also a resentment, right? It also disrupts relationship. But I, I, I am, I am pretty optimistic today. It does look like we're moving towards a more stronger community, and I'm happy. How about you, Dana? Where are you at? Oh, I'm happy. I, I'm excited about like the change. Any change is good, you know. Like, but uh, people are not, you know, used to the change. But I think this is this will be a good change. Speaking of changes, but, oh, go ahead. Uh, wait, wait, did you want to say something? I do, I do. It's going to wrap up. So speaking of changes, just want to let everyone else know that I, I'm very much looking forward to a more boring politics, like boring politics, right? <laughs> which is my favorite thing, which means that we can kind of shift our discussions, uh, kind of broaden it because I know for the past few episodes we're focusing on like you know political upheavals and like social commentary. We would do still a lot of that, but now that things hopefully are more calm, we can kind of start exploring more deeper philosophical, humanistic Asian topics. So that <laughs> is exciting for me too. <laughs> Okay. With that being said, thank you so much for listening and please share and subscribe. Um, If you love us, uh, let us know and you could totally email us as well. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye, everybody.